When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Fright School. Are you ready? Class is in session. Ah, welcome back to Fright School. Hello, Joe. Hi, Joshua. Ah, we are here. What is it today? We are in the Amelia Earhart Physical <laughs> Distancing Mobile, or no, uh, Remote Learning Center. Remote. I was going to say, I, I was thinking about it, and I was like, oh, are we in the Howard Hughes Physical Distancing? That's a good one. Maybe we'll um, use that one this week. Howard Hughes. Because, I mean, it's a little, you know, we, we didn't find Amelia at all. <laughs> but it, but now I'm just thinking, like, okay, I need to think of, like... Uh, uh, celebrities that have are historical historical recluses or right, yeah <laughs> or vanished went missing you know <laughs> oh yes vanished and went missing um but for now I recluses would... there's plenty of those yeah oh it's just it's just the family tonight <laughs> it, it's been a while since we've done it this way so this is you know it's good we can do a little um just us day to day, you know, mm-hmm. it's fun. We're doing, you know, fun movies, trying to keep our, our positivity so we don't crack Joe under uh, continued pressure. <laughs> um, you I know, was actually I, really surprised how much I enjoyed uh, The Mist. So, yeah, um, that's true. And it's maybe very... my psyche can handle it a little bit more. Uh, yeah, we may have prepared you. I, I uh, you know, much, much better than we thought we had. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. Oh, Joshua, what have you been up to? I know you asked me that, but now, whoever asked, does anyone ever ask you? Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who takes care of the caretakers? Exactly. Um, who, who takes care of the caretakers? <laughs> who watches the Watchmen? Exactly. <laughs> um, no, I, yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, drinking. I'll, I'll share a photo. Um, I I have my little zombie cup here, so, so in honor oh, of today's nice. um, uh, content. And I made a little drink with some rum chata, which is like a delicious um, alcoholic horchata kind of flavor. Um, Kahlua and uh, some Bacardi's rum and ice, just a little delicious. Bacardi's something. rum, I like that. I like that you said that like RuPaul would. Is that you got some of that Bacardi's rum, right? Bacardi's rum. <laughs> uh yeah so i'm doing okay right now you know had a little sips of this i made it a little too strong so we're gonna be careful with her (laughs) and uh you know she's gonna come visit you in a minute yeah so it's it's been good bacardi's rum all up in you bacardi's rum all up in it i um (laughs) i'm glad we're doing this because it allowed me to take a break from homework i did uh i did a french exam earlier and then i spent uh, about an hour and a half or so writing about my mom and um it was a lot so it was nice to like just take a little break i'm gonna do this have a little fun then go back to go back to the depressed writing <laughs> actually it's not depressed I, I it's fun you know it's it, well not fun either i don't know how to say it. it's um it's interesting because i'm trying to capture like fun anecdotes along with like sad stuff and you know for this kind of project that i'm doing for my writing class uh so it's got to be nice to revisit memories of her though right like yeah absolutely yeah, yeah, and I'm doing it all through these, like, um, owl facts and mythologies mm-hmm. and things around the owl, and, um, you know, so it's like I find, like, a fact, and then I tie it to, like, a story of our life, so it's kind of been fun, uh, challenging to do that, uh, finding mm-hmm. ways to, you know, fit some of these stories in, uh, but it's a lot of fun. It, it, I mean, it's very cathartic, <laughs> if nothing else. Yeah. Otherwise, I've just been, uh, I restarted watching The Fall with Gillian Anderson. 
Okay. Um, one, because Fiona Apple put a new record out, Fetch the Bolt Cutters. And yes. she said that, that was a reference to The Fall, something that Gillian Anderson's character said. And I was like, man, you know, I had forgotten about that show because I'd watched the first season. And then, you know, you just, like you do, life goes on. And I love Gillian Anderson. And so it's like, I can't believe I never went back to rewatch it or, or to finish it. So I restarted it yesterday. I watched about four episodes of the first season again. Uh, I think there's only five in it. Um, and so I'm doing that right now. Fun times. Fun times. Yes. Um, I, I have a little bit of a plug-a-palooza. It's weird because Ooh, it's not right. it's not really a plug-a-palooza, but I just wanted to, you know, it's it's more for the gram. Um, so our dear friend Ashley, um, a couple weeks ago, she posted um, that she had her hairdresser, a woman named Teresa, uh, her, I guess she was making masks, you know, right, this was right when the order came out that, you know, everyone, if you're going to be in the public, you should have a mask on. So I ordered a mask from her and I have this like really fun mask. So I'm going to put it on and see, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I posted it on my personal on the main, but I didn't post it on the school and for the school. All right. One moment. I will um, take a quick photo of that. Taking a quick photo. There we go. And then I, I realized as someone who like, wears glasses, wears glasses for masks. Also, these have cute little foxes on it, and yep. they're reversible, you know? so Cool. Cute, but, cute. Um, as someone who, like, wears glasses, they're so, like, they're fogging up my glasses. <laughs> so you know what I do? Because I um, I wear contacts mostly. Um, mm-hmm. I, even though I know they keep saying, oh, you shouldn't wear your contacts while this is happening. But mm, sorry. Uh, so, but I do have to wear my sunglasses anywhere I go. Like, I have, I don't know, I've just kind of damaged my eyes, I guess, over all the years. Like, I cannot be out in direct sunlight. I will, like, mm-hmm. cry. My 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 eyes just, like, I cannot see. So I have to wear sunglasses at all times, even when I have the mask on. So what I've noticed is I tuck the, like, I put my glasses on top of the mask and, like, tuck it up. And okay. then the air, like, it blows out the bottom or something. Oh. I don't know. I just made it so it's, like, I don't have this fogginess. But I also have, like, a surgical mask from work that, like, molds around, you know? I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I don't have the same – it doesn't fog up as much. But I don't know. Might oh, not work for okay. You. That kind of works. Yeah. Or at least that not as much. Um, and then uh, here's – like is I so mean, exciting for our <laughs> dear, dear Such a visual medium. Um, one thing I will say, too, is my mother, um, who – you know, has been going out to work as well. Um, when I got masks for, you know, the whole family. And one thing that she, uh, she said that we should uh, consider doing is putting like, like a woman's like panty liner in the inside. Because yeah, I've they, heard that. Coffee because filters. They, coffee filters, because the particulates won't get through that way. And especially with panty liner, you know, like if the, the blue liquid doesn't penetrate, so... <laughs> It's they. It's probably going to help when uh, you know when Miss Rona is out here trying to come for us, right? Yeah, but I mean, also, I mean, I have the mask kind of as a formality if and when I do need to go anywhere. But I've actually, you know, it's been I've been fortunate enough that I don't need to leave my home for anything. We've been able to. You know, we have enough groceries regularly. We have, uh, we do have people who are bringing us things too. That's been great. And so, you know, we're, we're fortunate enough, but I have it just in case because, you know, if I, God forbid, I want to take a walk somewhere, um, that'd be nice. Yeah. I, I saw a post on Facebook, a woman who like, she made herself like a mask out of a fabric that had a bunch of like cartoon penises on it. Yeah, and, I saw that. <laughs> and it's like, well, you know, if you're if you can if you if you're close enough to comment on what is on my mask, then um, you're too close. <laughs> too close. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was cute. That was a good uh, that was a good idea. <laughs> have you? Um, what have you been making culinarily? Because I've been just I was already someone who like would go online to like look at recipes and stuff, but now that we're in a position where I'm like eating every meal at home, I'm always searching for things to make and try. And I find that like it's so strange, Joshua, because I have like almost entirely stopped listening to music or podcasts. Like, because I now have access to, like, screens and when I work from home, I just keep, like, a television in the background because I uh, find that yeah. that helps me get to work. But where I'm starting to cook more and mainly because I want to listen to, like, all of the podcasts that I have going on. 
So that way I can make sure, you know, it's, it's easy for me to do my work that way. Um, but what have you been making? What, what meals have you been making for yourself? You know, I have not really been cooking a lot. Jeffrey's been doing that. She, uh, mm. um, he, um, she, he, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I mean, she yeah. has been cooking it up, girl. She has been no, unready been cooking been working it. from home, uh, for the last three weeks. So he's home all day, you know? So he's like sits and gets all in his mind about what to make. So he's made like, he made some, um, Wiener schnitzel. He made uh, he made this really good Penang beef curry the other night with these like he pickled some like squash like made it, it was so good um, and uh, made rice and like this really good um, uh, coleslaw. So he's been making a lot of stuff, just like uh, stuff he's never tried before. He wants to bake. He wants to play around and bake some things. Um, I have I have yeast if you need it. And I also have the ingredient if you need it as well. I think we have plenty, but I appreciate <laughs> it. I'll, we'll keep it in mind. Uh, so, yeah, no, I've just been mixing cocktails and uh, <laughs> letting wine breathe. Uh, you know, so, yeah, mostly that. Uh, when I get home, it's just, you know, it's very exhausting, this whole thing, you know, be, you know, being uh, like at the clinic, you know, talking to people all day long on the phone, trying to, you know, teach them how to use our video service app and, um you know, and also just dealing with people calling who are freaking out or, you know, whatnot. So it's like, I just get home and I don't want to cook. So he's been home all day. He's been cooking all kinds of good stuff. So I did make some chorizo and eggs uh, for breakfast yesterday. That was pretty good with some potatoes and rice and uh, all of that, you know, so little things like that. Have you ever made a, um, a tortilla española? I don't think so. It's basically a frittata. But it like Ooh. has lots of potato in it. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. anyway, I have made. I did. I made it. Well, I don't know. Maybe I accidentally made one, not knowing that it was already something. But I once. Um, I like to do frittatas or like mm-hmm. quiche or things like that. So I did one time make like a chorizo egg pie thing that had tons of potatoes in the base. Mm. You know. So I don't yum, know. Yum yum yum. It was good. Yeah, it fluffed up real nice. It was delicious, spicy. Mm. Yum yum yum. <laughs> um. It, when this episode comes out, um, my birthday's tomorrow. I know it's on, and we can't even be together. It is Tuesday, right? It is on Tuesday. It's tomorrow, Tuesday. Tuesday. Um, but it's fine, you know. I mean, I, I'm. I didn't take the day off from work as I normally would do. Um, I'm anticipating like my coworkers to sing like some weird, like, you know, some pathetic happy birthday over Zoom. <laughs> oh, but it's going to be okay. Cause I, I already kind of planned out what I'm going to do. I'm just going to, I'm going to make a nice dinner, probably do some like Korean barbecue. Cause we have this marinade that, um, probably oh, marinate yeah. some chicken in. Um, I got, I just got, uh, noodles cause there's these, the, the dangmyeon noodles that have, are made from like sweet potato starch. Oh. Um, so they're, they're part of like, uh, japchae, which is just like, you know, all of these beautiful vegetables and the noodles, one of my favorite things in the world. So I'm have that, um, I'm going to, you know, I have recipes, so I'm going to do that. And then, um, uh, I was going to have like a nice fancy breakfast as I, you know, answer emails and, <laughs> work from home hey you know you you won't be alone in that as millions of people are doing that and you know i think i've seen like 30 birthdays come past facebook in the last you know couple of weeks more you know you realize that people have like people like i'm like oh my god people are having i didn't realize how many of our friends had birthdays this time of year right now yeah and they all have been at home not able to really celebrate so you know sad yeah, but I think, you know, it'll be nice because I'll just, you know, have a nice board game with the, with, uh, uh, yeah. with my parents and maybe watch a movie. Um, a special man friend will come. Yeah. Um, you know, I said, I said, I was like, if you want to have dinner with us, you might have to sit on the patio. <laughs> <laughs> just put a plate on the window, walk back, he can pick it up. Exactly. It'll be like, like, like a Hannibal Lecter, you know, yeah, just the little, exactly. the catch all. Yeah. 
Um, Throw a can of Lysol. Spray it down before you give it back. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then you have to join us for trivia, Joshua, because I think you'll be fine. Yeah, you know, it was really fun. Well, I'm kind of glad we didn't join the last one. We did play along at the house, so I kept track of our score. I'm not going to say what it was because it was... (laughs) The last question, really, you know, we didn't know anything about the Avengers. Like, we just don't know fuck all. And there's like 20 of those movies, and you needed nine of them to be entered. And I was like, I don't fucking know. I can't believe that. I I was really surprised by that. Yeah, but, we've never been into those. I just, yeah, I, I'm not. They're very actiony and colorful, and I don't know. They don't. They don't have that. Um, post-apocalyptic look that like the x-men movies do. <laughs> i like i don't know yeah i'm just more into like the x-men series particularly like the first couple and then like um first class and mm-hmm. days of future past you know i like those movies i always i've i've always had a, a place for x-men in my in my heart so i um always see any any content around the x-men but yeah i'm not an avengers person okay. or whatever you know so I'm glad because we did, we really had fun. Like the first one got all those right. Like the second one, I think we got almost all of the, all the questions right. Um, oh, except the Lannister Bannister. Like we weren't, <laughs> oh, yeah, we yeah. were sitting there like flags and stairs. Like we were trying to figure out what it was. And then we were looking too broadly because I kept saying this must be specific. Like it's such a specific looking banner. Like what is it? You know, and Jeffrey liked Game of Thrones a lot more than I did, but he didn't even realize that it was the Lannisters. Yeah. So for, for the listener, I, in one of the, one of the games that I did or the questions that I had for trivia was I showed two images side by side and basically they were a clue to like a two word rhyming phrase. Yeah. So I had a picture of house Lannister sigil and then their, their motto, which is their official motto, which is hear me roar um, on the underneath. And then I had a picture of like a staircase. And so the answer was Lannister Bannister. Um, yeah. And I had, it was some, cute. The whole thing yeah. was cute. The Betty Fetty. Yes. Betty Fetty. And L. Um, <laughs> yes. I had a picture of uh Reese Witherspoon from legally blonde one. And then a, a boy who like fell off of a bike. So I'm like, it's L fell. Yeah. It was um, cute. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, we really, the last one, we totally tanked, so. But, well, the so, next one's definitely going to be horror, so you might I think have to we're going to join. Uh, we, got, I got, we got invited to join three different teams, so we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know who I'm going to play with, because everybody invited a invited us to join and like i mean i think we would have done pretty well on our own because like we um we played uh trivia on the melissa etheridge cruise Mm -hmm. Uh, it was melissa trivia but there was also other trivia trivia and we were the san diego lesbros and um (laughs) we did we win i think we lost by one point Ooh, yeah it was like me there was another there was another team but there was only two of us and the other teams had four or five on them you know so we did pretty well with just the two of us actually we may have won I can't remember. I was drinking too. Okay, <laughs> because it was that kind of cruise, you know, uh, with all the with all the with all with Melissa and all the cannabis uh, friendlies. Uh, <laughs> the cannabis friendly, yes. But it was a really good uh, time, like see, just watching and hanging out. Like I was having a drink, and you know, we were like cooking and doing other stuff. So we had you just going in the background. It was really fun. So. It's so strange because it's so strange because. Like, I'm just, I'm here in my room, and it's like, is anyone listening to me? It's like when we do the podcast. Right. <laughs> it's like, is anyone listening to us? Um, and there's also, like, a, there's also a lag um, in the questions, like, from, from when I'm actually saying something to, like, what's being streamed out. Yeah. And so um, it's just so strange because, like, I'm like, people are asking me questions, and I know that I have to, like, be conscious of that. So, but, you know, yeah. again, we're, we're adapting, we're learning, we're, we're making it through. That's what happens to me with the live shows that I do, um, you know, where sometimes I play music and there is that same lag on Facebook Live. So I'll say something and then like three minutes later, which is a huge amount of time, you know, two mm-hmm. or three minutes in like a live show, because that's a song or two, you know, somebody will mm-hmm. ask a question or say something referencing what I just said and I feel weird. So I, some, it's hard. Like I, I want to answer questions and interact with people when I do that, but it's really difficult. You know, because mm-hmm. it just seems weird. It's like, oh, wait, what was I saying? I don't remember what I said. You know what I mean? Or you make an offhanded joke and somebody comments on it three minutes later and you're like, oh, man, it's like a live show. Like, I don't know what half the stuff I say on stage. Like, I very much have a stage brain. You know, yeah. when I step out and like I do a show, like it's a totally different mindset. Anyways, um, so fun is my point. So, dear listener, the, the, um, um, 
information will be in the show notes to join socially distant trivia with Joe. It's like a yeah, whole other if you want to, yeah, if you, you want to join, join in. <laughs> and uh, also in the notes is uh, information to uh, listen to MFK Ultimate, right? Ultimate, Ultimate. yes. Uh, Joe's new show with the fabulous Delia Knight. Uh, it is it is delightful. So hopefully people are uh, are tuning in and uh, hearing that as well. What was I going to say? There was something else. Oh, um, well, I don't know. Plug a Palooza because you had said that I did. I just bought. This really is a really plug a Palooza, I guess. But maybe I don't know. Uh, I just bought the 50th anniversary edition of the Feminine uh, Mystique. By, Ooh, okay. Uh, Betty for Dan. Because mm-hmm. I'm trying to read it, and I was shocked that I didn't actually own it, and I've never read it, and I really should. Uh, just to have, just to have read it, and to you know, have the the information because we're watching Mrs. America on Hulu. Have you oh, checked yeah. any of that out? I haven't checked it out, but is it good? It is something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not that is it's it not Ryan good. Murphy? No, it's uh, okay. somebody else. I you know I, I don't pay attention to that kind of stuff like you do. I really should. It's um, it feels like it because it's very much in the same vein at vein as Feud, uh, you know, which was Ryan Murphy. Mm-hmm. It's just such a like it's such an odd subject, I think, for <laughs> Davi for, Waller. Okay, is the creator. It's such, it seems like such an odd subject to me to have for a um, to have for a show because like. Of, of where we are but you know again i think that's the point and also it's yeah. kate blanchett on television which <laughs> no i mean it's got a great cast with kate kate obviously rose Byrne, tracy ullman i think i've talked a little bit about this on the past um on past episodes that i've been looking forward to seeing and now the first three episodes debuted this week i think last last, uh, last you know last wednesday or something like that um and we've watched them all and they're they're well acted they're great i mean like anything you know they they do a fantastic job you can't have this awesome cast and them not be you know great of course they're great you know the problem is much like the like blonde bombshell mm-hmm. it's like we need to be very careful about in how good a light we portray some people you know like and i think this in particular like uh phyllis schlafly schlafly <laughs> schlafly uh, was a really horrible person <laughs> and and did a lot of damage uh, and a lot and it, and is really responsible for a lot of the cultural shift of the Republican Party to this like extreme right that we see now. And so Kate Blanchett in interviews talks about how um, you know, she wants to be fair and they don't want to demonize anybody, but it's like she went on television and called us all perverts, like LGBTQIA people, you know, are perverts and you know, uh, I mean, this was like on Good Morning America in the 70s in a, in a debate with uh, Betty Friedan, um, who also has issues, you know, like we're talking about second wave feminism here. We're talking about before like inclusivity and intersectionality became, you know, more of a, a conversation within feminism. So this is definitely about like a very particular time in feminism where there was where, where it was splitting, where it was changing, where it was growing, where you were having these conversations. So I kind of have a I, I have a problem with it because one, they don't they they're so far in three episodes, they haven't really shown really how horrible Phyllis Schlafly was. Um, but they do show how Gloria Steinem and um, um, Bella Abzug like helped kind of derail Shirley Chisholm's presidential run. So it's like, you know, kind of, you know, showing the left in that kind of light and like the racism and the issues, you know, of like non-support within the feminist movement at that time in the national women's like political organizations. Uh, so we'll see, we'll see how it continues to go. Um, you know, but we just, we do kind of tend to want to portray these like conservative women in, in better lights. And I don't know, it's one of, it's one of those difficult like conversations, you know, to have of like, well, but she really said these things and did these things. And so far they've kind of downplayed her racism and they've downplayed her homophobia. Uh, but they haven't also, it's not like they've given, they've explored those all that much yet. You know, it's a little bit more subtle. So we'll see. 
there, it sounds like they're setting up a foundation because I mean, for FX specifically for like the, for the like network that basically made Ryan Murphy's career, like it's such an interesting, it would be interesting where they take it and where they see it going. Um, I actually know the name Phyllis Schlafly because it's on Maisel. Like it was in, um, it was one of the, it was a plot point of uh, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel yeah. uh, current season. And I, I didn't realize that she was a real person. <laughs> so yeah, no, totally yeah. was um, really, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah. Really, uh, really uh, interesting. Really figure. horrible. <laughs> you know, and again, and I agree, everybody is, everybody's complex and everybody, you know, leads these full lives and we don't really know every single person, you know, but it's like, if you go out into the world and you create and you influence political thought to, uh, you know, demonize other people and to take rights away and to, you know, really single-handedly want to destroy the equal rights amendment and the efforts of women to spread lies about it, malicious lies that even when given facts, when corrected, she steadfastly refused, you know, she would go right in somewhere else and just repeat her same talking points. Um, you know, it was very, very dangerous as within it, you know, um, it's kind of what always happens when we have these thoughts like, uh, you know, with a uh, gay marriage, Oh, what's next? We're going to marry goats. We're going to marry dogs. And it's like, well, they don't have consent. They, you know what I mean? Like, do, can animals consent to a marriage contract? No, like, that's not what we're talking about. But it's that kind of fear mongering that does keep, you know, certain people thinking, you know, against that. And that's kind of the same thing. It's like, oh, if we allow women to get paid equally, they're all going to be drafted and be killed in Vietnam, you know, or killed at war. And it's like, that's, you know, it's this extremist kind of thing. But she successfully, I mean, we're still sitting here 40 plus years later without the ERA ratified. So <laughs> she was successful. Uh, in that endeavor. Anyways, this, we've gotten way off track here. Um, I just wanted to say that it's it's an interesting show, and I am watching it, and I bought uh, Betty Friedan's book. So <laughs> There you go. I, on the other hand, am uh, in the middle of my rewatch of Third Rock from the Sun. Ah, <laughs> uh, you finished Reba? I finished Reba, um, and I was like, oh, just the stuff with... Um, in the last season, when the actress who plays Barbara Jean um, gets thin, oh, it's and it's all some... of it's just and all of that stuff that comes after that, I'm yeah, like, Ugh. there's some, there's some, uh, <clears throat> there's some in- scary stuff there, uh, yeah, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, I was gonna say also something horror related. I also just bought. I, I never uh, read the novelization of Rob Zombie's Lords of Salem, so I did just oh, buy that. Okay. You know, and uh, the Blu-ray, because I do want to do that on the show at some point, uh, <laughs> just for fun, for funsies, our um, ongoing uh, ode to Rob Zombie. <laughs> of course. I had a horror-related thing happen to me recently. Um, not Fright School. Well, sort of Fright School related. Um, so I was watching, my mom wanted to watch a movie, and she saw when I had... Um, the Amazon uh, Prime video store up. She was like, oh, what's what's um, Invisible Man about? Oh. And I was telling her, we watched the trailer, and she's like, oh, yeah, let's watch that. Let's watch that. And I'm like, oh, okay. She's usually not one for horror. And so we watched Invisible I watched it for the second time, and she watched it for the first time. And she, it was fun, but I think it was really, she, like, jumped in the appropriate places. And my dad came out and, like, you know, jumped from behind the closet and or from behind the couch and scared her. And <laughs> she was like, <laughs> <laughs> and like Aww. when like anytime like he would be there like when he's standing behind her with like the breath she like flipped out and uh when the sister dies like <laughs> it's yeah. just i like recorded her a little bit <laughs> i felt so bad i i deleted them but i i recorded her i was like oh my god she oh she, you should have kept them we could have i know i should have <laughs> But I, I was like, oh, she's she is uh, she is having a time. She's having a time with this. That's adorable. Yeah, it was really good. I highly recommend that people watch it if they haven't seen it yet. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun film there. Um, all right. Well, I think we probably shot the shit. <laughs> we didn't even talk about RuPaul's Drag Race. But that's okay. We can, uh, we can catch up on that. <laughs> We can catch up on that later. <laughs> catch up on that in the next episode. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, we'll uh, take a real quick break, and then we'll be back to discuss Zombieland and Zombieland Double Tap. We're doing a little uh, compare and contrast paper. Whoop, whoop. I'm from the Jersey and I'm proud of 
Hey, everybody. What's up? I'm here, too. We are the Jersey Ghouls, a horror podcast based out of the Garden State. Join us on Jersey Ghouls for Marissa's scholarly conversations. By the way, if you Google psycho female, you definitely don't get the name of the actress from Psycho. Join us on Jersey Ghouls for Nate's thrilling debate. Why? Why are you so resistant against Because don't, don't you start. Join us on Jersey Ghouls for Jackie's love of 80s slasher movie, Topless Seat. Whoa, Jackie, this is a feminist podcast. I know. I'm a woman. And as a woman, I appreciate a nice set of jugs. Okay, but you shouldn't call them jugs. Hooters? Bazungas? Tatas? Dirty pillows? I, I like boobs, too. Can, can I call them fun bags? No! We're the Jersey Ghouls. You can find us on social media by searching Jersey Ghouls on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can also find our blog and podcast on our website, jerseyghouls.com. All righty. Welcome back. We are discussing... Two movies today, kind you know. I mean, we'll see. We're just we're just having fun, you know. Not looking for big deep conversation today, I guess. <laughs> but we'll see how it goes. Uh, we are talking about 2009's Zombieland, and then 2019's Zombieland Double Tap. Uh, Ten years between sequels. Gosh, is this Aliens? Um, <laughs> was it ten years? No, no, but almost. I think it was like. Seven or eight, something like that. I don't remember. Okay. There is there was a big gap. It was like seventy something, and then eighty seven, uh, something like that. I don't know. Somebody Hold is on. screaming right now. Um, Daniel is Daniel. Screaming Daniel is screaming right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get a message and it'll be like, <laughs> I was screaming. Yeah, it was seventy nine and eighty six. So, so you know, almost. Yeah. Seven years, something like that. So, you know, big, big delay. Uh, so the first uh, Zombieland, obviously, we got, uh, we have the core cast that's in both, Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg, Emma Stone, Abigail Breslin, and they have, uh, they play survivors of a zombie apocalypse. Uh, this is uh, directed by Ruben Fleischer. Uh, the original was his theatrical debut, which is actually pretty uh, cool. Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick on writing. And, uh, yeah, interesting, interesting film. <laughs> yes. Another um, appropriate while we're going through La Rona. La, la Corona. La, la Corona. Um, <laughs> What'd you um, think, Joe? What'd you, well, well, let's start with Zombieland. When did you first see Zombieland? Um, I saw Zombieland probably five years ago. Okay. Um, I love Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> Was it... I, did, Trixie Mattel wrote a song about Jesse Eisenberg. Yes, she yeah. did. And I listened to it and I was like, yeah, yeah I do get it. Um, <laughs> I do absolutely get that. But um, Jesse, yeah, Jesse. I do. Yes. Jesse, Jesse. <laughs> um, I love Jesse Eisenberg. Um, and the song is also very brilliant, by the way. So if you're. Oh, I if love you. Her, so. <laughs> um, yeah, so I saw it like five years ago and um, I remember thinking like, okay, this is fun. And I didn't, you know. Obviously, I don't think of it as horror. I think of it as comedy. Um, yes, again, we're, t- we're this is a little Mars attacks, you know, on that yeah, level. Exactly. It's not exactly horror. It's horror adjacent, you know. Yes. And it was also at the height of, like, like Bill Murray as a meme. Mm. <laughs> I mean, he's still very much a meme now, but that, that was something I also thought was really interesting. I was like, okay, well, I, I don't know if, if this is where the Bill Murray meme comes from, but, you know. Uh, and yeah, it was, it was fun. And I remember having like a really good time with it. And, um, I like that they played up like the, I feel like the entire film is just like based off of that, like one, um, that like one urban legend about Twinkies lasting the apocalypse. (laughs) I was like, I mean, pretty fucking brilliant. Yeah. And and then also like, you know, I loved Emma Stone because Easy A and Superbad and like if you think about the career of all of those actors, right? Like Emma Stone has an Oscar. Woody Harrelson was nominated for an Oscar. I don't know about Eisenberg and I know and like Abigail Breslin was like a was like a Ryan Murphy girl for a little bit with Scream Queens. So it's just so fascinating to see like all of these people 
in like how their careers have changed in that 10 year time frame. Oh yeah. 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 Which is probably why it took so long to make a sequel perhaps. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, we all, we all need a check. <laughs> we all need a check somehow. Yeah. And we'll get, we'll talk a little bit about the sequel uh, in a bit. So I, you know, I don't remember when I first saw Zombieland. I definitely already lived here in California. Um, it was, uh, this came out, when did it actually release? October 2nd, 2009. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, so weird to think we'd only been here since uh, like March of that year. I did oh, not wow. see it in the theater. So I did see it once it came to, you know, video or on demand or whatever it was all those 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how, how, how much the world has changed. Ah, yes. Uh, in the, in, in, in a decade. But um, I did remember loving it right away because I just, I thought it was very fun, very, you know, interesting kind of take on the zombie thing, especially with like um, the Walking Dead started when? Um, Walking Dead started in 2007. Yeah, so you had... No, Walking Dead started later than that. No, yeah, it had to be because we also, we had already moved here. Um, I think it was 2010. Yeah, October, it debuted Halloween of 2010. Yeah. Um, So it's kind of, it's before, like, that took off and kind of started a whole new conversation about, like, zombies and the apocalypse. So this was just kind of a nice thing after we had that resurgence of zombie films with, like... 20 days later and then the dawn of the dead remake they did which set off you know a few other remakes and new um uh new zombie films you know so it just kind of is cushioned right there between like these very serious takes on zombies that's kind of really fun when does Shaun of the dead come out because that's around the same time which i know this movie gets unfavorably compared to that yeah that's a strange thing right the, that it gets compared to Shaun of the dead 2004. i mean they're so wow they're Gosh, that was apples early. and oranges really mm. i don't know you know i've seen bits and pieces of Shaun of the dead again i don't think for me comedy comedy horror has to be really particular and i don't know the formula you know mm-hmm. i don't know what it is because i've tried to watch Shaun of the dead and i know there's people listening that are going to be like oh my god i can't believe you don't love that movie because uh, some people it's like you know way better than zombie land but for me i just couldn't get into it the way that i can access zombie land it might be because of emma stone <laughs> i'll be totally oh, honest yeah. i really love those characters and i love how they're introduced in the movie i love like I like anything that messes with ex- expectations, you know, where they come in and they're kind of these young girls and, you know, you're like, oh, what's going on? And then they totally flip it and they're like badasses and their whole backstory of like how they're con artists and, you know, hey, you do what you got to do to survive the apocalypse. Uh, so it, that may be part of it. It may be, again, my misandry <laughs> showing. It, it definitely could be because I actually I love uh, Shaun of the Dead as well. Uh, I mean, but I also love, I mean, I just like Simon Pegg and that whole, like, Three Cornetto trilogy. Um, But yeah, like, it was, it was a fun, it's a fun romp. Like, the first one is a really nice, fun romp. Yeah. And, and then, like, you know, fast forward to the one from last year, uh, Double Tap. And it's just like, wow, like, it's still, it's still fun. But it also, you know, it's not like, it's not saying anything groundbreaking. You really couldn't, you really didn't need to make that movie again. It was not what I was hoping it would be after waiting 10 years for it. Um, yeah. Uh, hello, LaRue's last album. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, that's a hot take. That's a hot take. Um, but, you know, it's like, I mean, that's the thing, you know, whenever you have anticipation for something, you know, it's just, it's kind of, you doom it to fail, you know? So it's like, I didn't know what kind of story I even wanted from a Zombieland sequel. I knew that I wanted to see those characters again. I wanted to see them a lot quicker, you know? So maybe that's kind of the thing where it's been so long that we kind of aren't in the same place. Like, I'm not exactly sure what it's speaking to in the same way uh, that the, the first one did. Uh, you know, it was just so meta, I think. That's why I really enjoyed it because it was like all the zombie films, you know, like in The Walking Dead, it's like they kind of act like I think one of the showrunners or one of the directors or one of the writers or somebody had commented that in their world, the word zombie didn't exist. Like they didn't have Mm -hmm. fiction or whatever around like we were to pretend as if that wasn't a concept. And so that's why they don't use the word zombies or things like that. they're, They're kind of their own thing. Whereas this very much, it's like you've seen all the movies you know, we know all like the kind of the the 
you know, all the things that you think you're not going to do or don't want to do if you're being chased by zombies. That's what this film's about. Um, obviously, it's got some fat phobia in it, which is, uh, you know, problematic. Talking about the first one, I, I'm sure the second one does too. But first one, obviously, you know, it's very much like, um, and in fact, it reminds me, I remember sitting around, uh, I think I was with some friends talking about this years ago and somebody made a comment like oh you know this friend like if there's a zombie apocalypse like they're gonna die first and that makes me really sad it's like oh my gosh we shut because they were referring to our friend's size <clears throat> and it was just like this horrible moment where you're just like oh my i can't believe you just said that <laughs> well but i mean it's a very I've, real that's such a real you know it's a real fear and again like that's I mean, I, I said this to you when we first started doing, when we first talked about zombies on the show was like, first rule of zombie land is cardio, right? right. <laughs> and, if, and if like, and like, that's your first rule, like, <laughs> is cardio, then you're like, as I stand right now, as I sit, rather, I'm like, fucked. <laughs> that's why I'm like, anything with fast zombies and, you know, talking with Eve last week about um, seeing 28 Days Later with her mom. And I'm like, seeing those fast, uh, the fast infected. I'm like, well, there goes me. Um, <laughs> you know, I, there there goes me. Those, um, I mean, it's very freaky. Like that, the the fast moving zombies of, of, of 28 mm -hmm. Days Later. It's, oof, they're so freaky. And then you have like, so, and then with uh, Shaun of the Dead, um, anytime someone says the word zombie, he's like, don't say that. Like it, he, they actually are referencing the fact that like up until that movie, it was like a movie, that, it's a convention of the, it's a convention of uh, the trope to never say the word zombie. Right. Um, <laughs> and so, and so it's like, okay, like you have a film that's like literally calling it out and doing it in the, like that tongue in cheek way. Um, plus, I mean, it's so fascinating that like how is Tallahassee's like you know machismo hyper masculinity going to play out like 10 years later right. in the in the current culture that we live in um which I actually wasn't entirely mad at <laughs> how they how they portrayed it I think that's just a testament to the charisma of Woody Harrelson but um it was really it, it was really interesting how that kind of all um how they were started to introduce new things and yeah I, I, it was it was fun and, and and I also saw it. I think I told you this. I saw it at a drive-in. Oh, right? very saw, cool. Then yeah, so the I, latest one or the first one? The latest one. The latest, latest one. one. Oh, that's so I saw fun. it at a drive-in uh, with um with my special Jimmykins um and it was actually one of our first. It was one of our first dates. Aww. We went. Remember went when you it. could go on dates? Yeah, remember? <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me, I don't have the Rona. Um, I. I, it was it was so nice because it was like that was the day that we did the double feature. It was a countdown with the app that kills people, and then Zombieland. Oh, so we did that as a double feature because when you go to the drive through or do a drive in, you do a double feature. So, um, and that was very interesting, <laughs> like because he knew about he knows about the show and he knows about horror, and um, that was very interesting to watch. Plus, he had already he had also seen the first one. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, so you know, it was just continuity. Um, I I thought it was a little weird and interesting. The whole Tallahassee is part like you know Plains Indian. Oh yeah, like Native American with the buffalo thing, and I was like, oh, this is a weird. This is a very weird type of appropriation. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. It's like, you know, in today's world, I think they could have been a little bit like, I don't have a problem necessarily, you know, like, cause plenty of people, you know, absolutely have, you know, try and, you know, um, track back to, you know, all kinds of different ancestry, uh, you know, but it's like, it's more, I wish they would have skewered a little bit more like that kind of thinking. Cause it's like, it's one thing to be from a culture, be culture, you know, be not only like have some kind of blood relation or trace back, but also to be raised culturally, you know, I mean like, you know, our family, you know, we're Appalachian Cherokee, but we, I did, you know, we, we had issues like privilege issues around poverty and, and, you know, access to wealth, but we didn't, we, we didn't have, 
skin privilege. You know what I mean? Like we didn't, we weren't, um, what do you want to say? It's like, I'm, I'm careful when you you're discussing where we, where our blood come, you know, this bloodline ideology, because it's like, I didn't suffer at all for being a person, quote unquote, of color, you know, because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really not. Um, but, you know, we have, you know, Indian blood. You know, so it's like, I, I would have been nice to have seen that, like, maybe skewered a little bit. Those people that are kind of like that, they find out they're like 0.0001% and they start wearing feathers in their hair and acting as if they grew up on the reservation, <laughs> which is kind of how I felt his character was coming off a little bit. But there was no yeah. way to skewer that. You know, there was no way to, you know, and I only watched the, the sequel once, you know, so I haven't gotten a chance to rewatch it again with a more critical eye because it was like, ah, this could be fun and you know, just to do kind of a fun episode, talk about something comical, uh, because otherwise we would be doing quarantine, uh, <laughs> which yeah. is a lot more darker, uh, which we probably will do for our next episode, maybe. <laughs> you know what? I think I think maybe I'll be ready for that, Joshua. Yeah. So you heard it. You heard it, listener. <laughs> Although I do want to find the Spanish one, uh, the original. So we'll see. Oh, Wreck, right? Yeah, Wreck. Um, or maybe we watch both. I don't know. We'll, we'll kind of see, because... I don't know. There is something about Wreck that, I mean, it is better because it's the original. But anyways, so uh, back to your point. Yes, it's like th- this is just a good time to be skewering that kind of stuff. Obviously, we've had the conversation of like Elizabeth Moore and the whole Pocahontas thing that happened. Like there's plenty mm-hmm. of foundation to have this kind of conversation about cultural appropriation um, that would could have been amusing, you know, could have taken the piss out of that a little bit, which um, I did not see here. <laughs> no, and especially the and especially the ending where it's like such a like when he mentions it and talking about the buffalo and then like seeing how like it's such an it's such a foreshadowing that it's like okay, well, like I guess you're going to play this seriously and it were not exactly what you said, like there's no one to take him to task to skewer him a little bit for it. Um yeah, I think my yeah. big yeah. Uh, my biggest problem with the entire film is the fact that we're supposed to believe that um, Madison was in that freezer for the last 10 years. <laughs> I didn't understand that either. Yeah, I was confused. Because, you know, it's it's a, you know, it's an all-seeing narrator who also breaks the fourth wall, right? So we he's like, "Oh yeah, I've been living in the freezer." And I'm like, "Okay, well, so you've been living in a mall in a freezer." for the last 10 years then and to for her to look like she looked it was just it was i mean again this is a zombie movie so you know take it for what you will and a comedy no lot no less but like i was still like okay i'm still trying to figure out how the pieces fit together and i felt like they could have done better if they had just said if they had just picked it up from where they left off um like mentioned that 10 years have passed but I don't know. It was, it, I thought that was really strange. No, I agree. And, you know, and they didn't use her character. Like her, her character was such a, oh gosh, I don't even want to call it. Like, I mean, she was such a, like just a, I mean, just such a stereotype. Like I was waiting for the twist and there wasn't a twist. Like when she first came involved with them, I kept saying, oh, she's getting, there's something going on here. Like, you know, either they're kind of playing off the first movie with like Emma Stone and um, Abigail Breslin's characters, you know, how they kind of, you know, were, you know, actually not, they weren't what they appeared to be. So I kept thinking that that's what they were going to do. Um, you know, that she was going to try to take over or she just had some kind of ulterior motive, but she was just like a dumb blonde. Like that could have been her, her credit. You know, like Zoe Deutsch, Deutsch, Zoe Deutsch, Dumblock. I, I think it's Deutsch. <laughs> Deutsch. Giving her a name at all, it just seemed pointless. Because her, it just, she didn't progress the narrative at all, except to be used for, you know, some odd relationship drama between Emma Stone and Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> it just, she was just so flat, you know. As a character, is very and she's and she's actually a very capable actress. Yeah, I, um, I don't know what else she's been in. I didn't really recognize her. Um, the politician. She is um, I, Infinity. Know, I never finished. I only watched a couple episodes of that and then dropped off of it. I should go back. You really liked it, right? I mean, but I'm also you know basic. <laughs> no, it's. I'm not saying anything. I'm not trying to. I mean, Jessica Lange did really it, like so it. I did I really like, like it. And, and and she is so capable. Plus, she also has a beautiful singing voice. Um, but yeah, it was. It, I felt like it was just unnecessary. 
Um, even, I mean, more unnecessary was uh, Berkeley uh, as yeah, well. Also, there was just some, yes, there was just a lot of tropes in this that were kind of, that were disappointing, you know, because, you know, it just, we've, there's been so much cultural conversation in the last 10 years about, about, you know, things that showed up in this movie that I thought, you know, they could have skewered a little bit better. You know, I mean, it was, it was definitely, you know, fun enough. I don't know if I'll watch it again. Maybe if it's just on television and I happen to stop, you know, it's one of those kind of movies. I will watch Zombieland again. I really, I enjoy Zombieland. I love when that's on. Um, I've, I've went out of my way to watch it, you know, to look it up, even though I've seen it before, just because it just, it was very, to me, something that felt fresh, you know, and even though it was very, I think, meta in a lot of ways and kind of commenting on zombie films and zombie culture, you know, it, it did it in, in a way that I, that I enjoyed, you know, more than I did with Shaun of the Dead or, um, you know, what are, there's some other movies that are like that. Um, what's that beaver one? <laughs> Zombievers? Or Black Sheep. What's that one with the sheep, you know, which are meant to be funny too. And they kind of have their mm-hmm. own, but it's just like that. That's kind of a, this is more of a humor. I don't know. There's part of me that's like there are moments like during what we're going through now where to quell my own like anxieties. It's like, you know, I, I kind of feel like Emma Stone's character, you know, like just having a sarcastic one liner because I'm <laughs> very worried about the end of the world. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think I would rewatch a zombie land over the second one. Because exactly what you said, it was fresh, it was new, it was, it, you can tell that it was a take, um, it was like a love letter to the zombie film that, um, that and paid a good homage to it in a yeah. way that, um, in a way that uh, wasn't done, uh, in the way that this second one, you know, was just kind of riding on the coattails of the first. Yeah, a little uh, bit more than I, I would have liked. I mean, I, I like the idea of exploring because, you know, in the original, like Tallahassee, he talks about, oh, he lost his puppy, but it turns out to be his son. And so his and Little Rock's relationship, I think, is very interesting. And I thought, like, that was kind of a cool thing to play into, you know, that they have this father-daughter kind of vibe going on i liked rosario dawson you know i love her in anything i like when she pops up in in shows or movies so it's like i wanted to see her be used a little bit more than just you know this foil for tallahassee uh although i loved all the stuff at like graceland that whole elvis conversation was hilarious uh especially since you know lots of people think that elvis you know still walk among walks among us (laughs) so where would you where would you go like they went to the white house (laughs) They like went to Washington D.C. right and basically lived the utopian life for like ten years. <laughs> so where would you go if yeah. you had to choose a place to go? Like if where was, is your? If I would like want to go find a place to like be at to like live. Well, out yeah, because so yeah, so like in the first episode, they they're going to that theme park, mm-hmm. which like this is a this is like a double. You know, if we were doing a, a horror movie night double feature, you would do Zombieland and Adventureland. <laughs> <laughs> Because they're both Jesse Eisenberg films. I will say that is the one thing that really pisses me off about the first movie that like, you know, it's like they spend the whole movie being really smart. And then they're like, hey, let's go turn on a fucking amusement park, you know, and with all the lights and all the noise. And that's not going to, you know, attract, you know, it's just like in the first season of uh, The Walking Dead, you know, they they show how smart everybody is and Glenn and all this stuff. And then he leads this car alarm. You know, they take that nice car and they're driving and the alarm is going off the whole way. He leads all of these zombies, like just this massive, like, hello, ding, 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 dinner bell. Here we all are, you know, to, you know, in the first, uh, whatever, the first season, which, of course, obviously they have to do something to push them, you know, to continue walking on and finding a new place to be. But still very, Mm -hmm. very fucking stupid after you've established how smart these characters are, supposedly. One of, that's one of the things that really annoys me about the first movie is like, okay, so they're obviously not that fucking smart after, you know, surviving and being warned about, you know, like fucking zombies, like attracted to sound. <laughs> um, sorry, I interrupted you with that. I just had to get that out because I was mad. Oh, you were asking me about where I would go. Yeah, where would you go? Yeah. I don't know. Um Part of me is, like, thinking, like, you know, man, I would just want to, like, fucking commandeer a cruise ship, you know, and just <laughs> fucking take that up. You know what I mean? And, like, me and a couple like of friends. Like, <laughs> Like, just put your ocean to your back. <laughs> 
Oh, well, you would be yeah, ocean you know all what I mean? Like, you. you know, fucking figure it out. Um, you know, at least there'd be food for a while if you're smart. And if anything, hey, you know, fish. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Uh, you know, so part of me thinks that, like, because these are like cities. You know, it's like you could, you know, you don't ever have to be bored. You can just move around the ship to a different room. Uh, you know, so there's part of me like that thinks like something like that. Like, I would want to get some of my friends and like, hey, let's just fucking get a cruise ship and uh, take it out into the middle of nowhere and hang out. You know, um, but if I had to like pick a place to just go and like live, I feel like there's got to be something. There's got to be some kind of like. Um, you know, I would want to go to like Guillermo del Toro's house or Rob Zombie's house, you know, like how they go <laughs> to Bill Murray's place, mm-hmm. you know, um, I would have said Elvira's place, but she got rid of like her creepy house. She like sold it. And now she, she doesn't live in like the Gothic kind of splendor she used to live in. She's has, it's more, um, um, it's just not gothy. So I'd want to go to like Rob Zombie's place is really cool. I imagine Guillermo del Toro. He's got all that horror stuff. Um, I'd want to like live in a horror museum, you know, just reminded by all the things I love and, and all the things that taught me to survive this zombie apocalypse, which is why I'm alive and living in this person's house. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I guess, I don't know. Like, ah, oh, man, I've never really thought about it. Cause I always felt, I always feel like I would be, if anything were to happen, like we wouldn't have electricity, we wouldn't have anything, you know, we would just be on the road. You know, so I feel like I would just be walking places. And You'd be people. serving your Furiosa look exactly <laughs> on the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think that like some cool horror person's house who's like gone or zombified, <laughs> and just like the steward of their collections. Yeah, I'm just like here. I'm just living amongst this stuff, you know, or a, li- a giant library, you know. Um, but it's like you know, you want to have access to like. I don't know. Well, I guess if there's no gas or electricity, it wouldn't really matter. You'd be cooking food over whatever fire you could build, you know, because that I, do, I also have a hard time with in these kind of movies that there's still like electricity or stuff going on 10 years after a zombie apocalypse. Like who's running all this stuff? I know they try to explain it with like, oh, water mills still go and like electricity still runs because the machines just do whatever. Um, but I don't know. They need, you know, they need maintenance. Right. What about you? Well, well, I oh, mean that sorry. that's that's something that comes up in in The Walking Dead. It's like you know, they <laughs> when you don't have people there to push the buttons to turn yeah. the knob to turn the levers. Um, where I don't know where I would go. Um, I would go to your house. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I think if I was thinking about like big, like famous things, I probably would think like a library to be surrounded by books and learning. So that way, you know, I had references for things to, to assist. Um, I definitely, you know, always a good choice to find some sort of like shopping mall or grocery store. Yeah. Um, but uh, if yeah, you're thinking Costco about would like be a great place to hit, you know, before yeah, you took off, you know, um, if we're thinking about like, just like a place, like a, like a, a person's place, um, uh, like a celebrity, I mean, there's plenty of celebrities that, you know, you can just hole up in their mansion, um, something with a, not a, with a lot of natural light. So that way you don't have to worry about, you know, candles, right. um, <laughs> during the day. Some giant glass house, like the one Alicia Keys just bought in La Jolla. Yeah. Um, I don't know maybe a theater somewhere you know that way you just be there and you know live on the stage there you go (laughs) i don't know just acting out your fantasies yes living in my fantasy i mean we're all you know we're pretty much gonna be dead anyway i mean that's if i get to make it somewhere so right (laughs) uh we're gonna make sure you do joe don't worry well good yeah we'll be broadcasting from the apocalypse it'll be fun uh Anyways. What do you call what we're doing now? Right, exactly. We're practicing for it. So, you know, yeah. if, if the right has their way, you know, all these people that want us to go back to work right now, um, which I was reading this thing about, I don't know, it was like Philadelphia or Pennsylvania or some P place that I don't know anything about, um, where like during the Spanish flu, you know, they insisted on having a parade for something. And when it was like cautioned against and then like 4,500 people died. Uh, from the the flu, <laughs> from the Spanish flu, yeah, because they should yeah. have not gotten had the parade. I think it was Philadelphia. 
Okay. It was Phil- uh, it was St. Patrick's Day, and I think it was like Philadelphia or New York or something. And yeah, it was one of those two. Whatever it was. It was a story I was reading, and it's like, you know, come on, people. We're going to, like, the same thing. Like, we've been told, we've been cautioned, but, you know, people are going to do what they're going to do. And I keep seeing all these things, you know, all these uh, photos and video of all these people getting out and protesting. And it's just like, oh, man, you're all going to get sick and die, and that is horrible. You know, and worse, they're going to spread it to all kinds of other people if they do catch it. So it's very uh, scary. I'm glad that we're here and we're being cautious i'm glad i work for a hospital (laughs) because they're taking lots of precautions Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i think no matter what is said you know we're we're just trying to stay healthy yeah i i was just i was watching i was watching the news and i and i try i've i've been trying to be very intentional about the news that i do consume uh you know it's important to still stay informed but it's also just like i it's so easy to get overloaded and to be overwhelmed these days and so with, um, but I was watching this and they were talking about, you know, uh, people who, you know, those people who are like the, the quote unquote obvious people that are uh, thinking like this is a hoax and, you know, supporting, you know, the current resident of the White House and all that stuff. But I think the, the person that they showed who was like really desperate to like get everything back going was this woman who was just like, she's just like, I want to see my friends. I want to be human again. They are closing off our, they're closing off these things and they're not allowing us to go to these places, which are, you know, quality of life. And I thought about it and I was like, you know what lady, like this is, (laughs) I think that was the one that was a little more unforgivable to me because it was some woman who was trying to do, like she wanted to do like a, Let's let's defy the shelter in place order by going for a walk together, but all everyone be six feet apart. And it's like you can't have your cake and eat it, too, girl. Like you need to either do what you you obviously are admitting that what's happening is is needs to happen. But you're also saying that, like, you know, you shouldn't be penalized because and it was such an ableist thing. It's like if you are immunocompromised, stay home. And I'm like, yeah, but what you're saying is that everyone, sh- everyone else in the house who is fine shouldn't stay home. Like they right. should go out. Making and I was that like, other person, you know, subject to to infection. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I, I'm sorry. No, I mean, you're right. You know, I mean, you're talking about, you know, the, the there's just this difference between like, again, because, you know, a lot of this is also they're saying we should have the right to do whatever we want. It's our bodies, which is very interesting to see the right, you know, these kind of right wing idiots. Uh, some of them, you know, who don't see like the irony of like my body, my choice posters that they're holding up while they're anti-abortion and anti like women's rights. I just find, I mean, it's just, I mean, not surprised by it at all. Um, you know, uh, if the human does nothing else really well, cognitive dissonance is, uh, is, is, is something that we all, <laughs> we can be very, very good at. Uh, so <laughs> um, it's just, I don't know. They get those kinds of things confused. It's just like, like second amendment stuff and all of that, you know, it's like, or really the big one is like free speech. Like, Oh, I have free speech. It's like, no, absolutely. You could say whatever the hell you want to say. You could, you can spew all the garbage you want, but you are not immune to the consequences of it. You know? And as long as the government doesn't impose on you, cause that's where people get confused. Like if I decide I don't like something you said and delete your comment on my Facebook page, I'm not suppressing your right to free speech. You know, I don't have control over you. Um, I've just decided I don't want it on my page, you know, or I can say, hey, you're a racist piece of garbage. And then you go, oh, this is free, right? Free speech. Like, yeah, but I also have free speech to say you're racist garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Unless it's Facebook where they'll block you, you know, if you're not careful. Don't talk about bad about white people or men. Yeah. Can't, 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 can't do that. And And that's the other thing. Yeah. Well, no, that's the other thing, right, is that these groups uh, recently in California and other places, like, these are groups of people who are, like, mostly white, (laughs) mostly white, lots of men, um, that are not being arrested, fined, (laughs) nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and they're like, oh, you have to listen to authority unless it applies to me. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, wow, we're way fucking off track of Zombieland. But, you know, this was just fun, Jotes, because I miss you. I miss seeing you. We hadn't done this in a while with just the two of us. We've had lots of guests lately, which is awesome. I love love our guest episodes. Uh, But it's also nice when when it's just, just right here. When it's just us. Just the two of us. Just Just the the two of us. Look, now I'm singing. I'm getting us sued. Oh, Uh, wasn't that that Bill Withers? 
Is that Bill Withers? I don't think so. Oh, okay. R.I.P. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a bummer. Gosh, more bummer news. Thanks, Joe. Sorry. Uh, it's okay. Um, alrighty. Well, I really think we've talked this to death. We've not really talked at all about zombie. <laughs> no, we did. We did a little bit. Um, anyways, so what else? Uh, keep an eye out under uh, underscore productions. Uh, we got the links down there. You know, if you're a writer or you want to make movies, keep submitting, trying to win uh, each week. Uh, we had a blast doing the judging. Uh, so I'm looking forward to. Uh, we're working on something special with the winner. We're gonna we're gonna figure that out. I don't want to talk too much about it right now, but trying to work it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with for the winner that we picked, and uh, so you know, hey, have fun with that. It's something to do in quarantine. If you're bored, write a script. You know, yeah. Um, read a book, <laughs> Joe. And I know. Well, you made me read for this last thing. I think I fulfilled my quota. Um, and you know what? You're also fine not doing anything. That's being true. productive as well. That is so, true. Yeah, I do think that is important because it's we're all stressing out enough without thinking like, oh, I didn't write a play. <laughs> I didn't write that novel I always meant to write. Like, no, it's fine. Like, you can have both. If you're bored and you want to do something, do it. Don't complain that you're bored on Facebook because there's plenty. There's plenty to do, you know? Yeah. If you can, if you have time to lean, you have time to clean. <laughs> oh my gosh! All righty. Well, we love you so much for continuing to listen to this. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for liking our posts on Facebook. Thank you, Brian, who I miss very much, uh, who continues to um, curate our Facebook page very beautifully uh thank you to our uh final girl ashley for all of her support as well thank you dear listener everybody out there joe you most of all oh joshua you most of all i'm trying to reach through to give you a hug (laughs) (laughs) can you do that again i'm gonna take a picture (laughs) (laughs) that was awesome Alrighty. Well, you have a very good night and uh, until next week. Fright School is produced by Joshua Napier and Joe Farron. Our intro was edited by Davy Boy Productions. Our logo was designed by Jamie Channel Guzman. Episodes are edited and engineered by Joe Farron. Fright School is produced in terrifyingly beautiful San Diego, California. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 